Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity as I share your word with your people. Holy Spirit, you are my helper. You're my teacher. You're my guide. You were sent from the Father and the Son. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm so, so very grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Let's just worship God for the Holy Spirit. We worship you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, you did not leave us without help, without a person to be our personal tutor, to be our guide, to be our teacher, to be our comforter, to be our personal counselor. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Oh, we have counsel from the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the wonderful counselor. For he has been sent to indwell us and to be upon us and to be with us. We thank you, Father. We are not without victory. We are not without joy. We are not without peace. We thank you that this day, Father, we receive the revelation of the Holy Spirit. We receive the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Come on, saints, get with me. We receive, say, I receive the revelation of the Holy Spirit. I receive the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I praise you. I thank you for he has been sent to indwell us. For we are not without victory. We're not without joy. We're not without peace. We're not with what with, we are not without help. We have what we need to be overcomers. For you have made sure of that through the precious blood and through the Son and through the Spirit, that we have everything that we need for life and godliness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We praise you and we love you. We worship you. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you for being our Father. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for us and to be raised for our justification. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being coming to indwell us, that you don't leave us. You do not leave us as orphans. You do not leave us without help, for we have what we need to be overcomers in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray for your saints that you will grant unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, what is the immeasurable greatness of your power towards them that believe. Oh God, I pray that, Lord, this service will not be like the ones in the days of old. But Lord, we have stepped into a new season, a new day in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the day of overflow. Thank you for the day of growth, the growth in our 
learning and our understanding, the growth in wisdom, the growth in sensitivity to the Spirit of God, growth in the gifts of the Spirit, Father. We thank you, God. We praise you, and we honor you this morning. We honor your presence. We honor your presence. We honor your word. We honor your name. We honor the blood. We honor the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord, and we worship you, and we glorify you. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you. And as your son and as your servant, I come boldly before your throne of grace, and I declare that I have supernatural utterance, that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. I will not speak as a mere man, but I speak as a man anointed by God himself. I thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit is upon me, for he's called me to teach. He's called me to pastor, and I step into these offices, not with shame, but with grace. In the name of Jesus. And I minister out of this grace that you have imparted unto me. And I thank you that this people will not be the same from this moment on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give God some praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to talk about peace in 3D. Everybody say peace in 3D. All right. So last week we began to talk about the glory, well, we continue, um, the week before was the glorious cross, and then we went to the glorious resurrection. And today we're going to talk about living in light of the glorious cross and resurrection, living in, peace, in the peace in 3D, peace in 3D. And so I want to share with you the three different levels of peace or three different dimensions of peace. I shouldn't say levels, but three three. Um, three different dimensions or three dimensions of peace. And so we have, uh, I know Minister Allen can get this. I think this was one of the first things that we kind of shared. But um, outside of him, can anybody tell me what the three pieces are? The three dimensions of peace. Anybody? Okay, no one can. Nope. Nope. Okay, let me give you the three pieces. Minister Allen, let's see if you. Peace with God. Peace of God and peace from, who said peace from God and peace from God. So these are the three di dimensions of peace. Peace with God, peace from God, and peace of God. 3D, the peace with God, the peace from God, and the peace of God. And so I want to hit all three of them a little bit today, and then we're going to conclude it next week. And then we have a special something going on Mother's Day, and then we'll get into about the leadership of the Holy Spirit, I believe. And so, how many know that God's peace is available to all of us? Um, the gospel of Jesus Christ is called the gospel of peace. So let me give you a couple of scriptures along those lines. Luke chapter 2, verse 14, you can write this down for just for time's sake, we're not going to have you turn to every scripture because we'll be here until the kingdom come. Luke chapter 2, verse 14. I'm going to read this out of the King James. It says, um, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards all men. Let me say it again. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. So that is. How many know that God's peace was proclaimed at the birth of Jesus? 
that God brought peace upon the earth through the incarnation of the Son of God. Notice it says, peace and goodwill towards all men was made available through the birth of Jesus. I don't know if you got that. Peace and goodwill on earth was made available to all humanity through the birth of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, and let's look at verse 15. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. So what are the three dimensions of peace? Peace with God. Peace from God and the peace of God. Uh, Ephesians chapter three, 6, verse 15 says this. Part of the armor of God. It says, and as, and as shoes for your feet, have, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of what? Peace. The gospel of peace. So the gospel of Jesus is the gospel of peace. Amen. The gospel of peace. God is a God of peace. We have peace from God, we have peace with God, peace from God, and the peace of God. So we're going to look at some scriptures dealing with this peace that the Bible talks about the next two Sundays. So Romans 5, you should be familiar with it. We've been talking about it the last two or three weeks. Romans chapter 5, let's go over there, our familiar passage. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to be a part of KLM. Amen. It's a good day to be a part of the household of faith. And I'm telling you that God is, is doing some things on the earth and he's using his people. He's preparing for what is to come. There are some great things coming to the body of Christ as the world is, will, will increase in more and more turmoil and, and stress. The body of Christ should be increasing in the peace of God. Amen. Romans 5, verse 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have obtained access by faith into this grace which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Notice this. It says, Therefore, we've been justified just as if we've never sinned. We've been justified by faith. We have peace with God. Um, Billy Graham has a book. I haven't had a chance to read it. I just remember it as a kid called Peace with God. And so here, this right here tells us that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So whatever God, and I said this before, but it, it, it bears repetition. How many know that repetition, repetition is the best teacher? As we hear it again and 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 again. Don't think that you have arrived. Realize you need that repetition. Okay, I imagine, well, let's look at um, Tiger Woods, right? Um, Tiger Woods, he, he, he's, what, he's come back to the, the, the forefront, right? But I'm going to tell you, it's the things that he was doing when he was a kid. As you can look at YouTube, you can see his, his dad began to train him for what he is now, right? And so as we master the basics and the fundamentals, we become more proficient in it. And I'm telling you, you can become proficient in peace. You can become proficient in joy. You can become proficient in your faith, in your study, in your prayer time. And so here it says that we have peace with God. Whatever God, and so the repetition I was going to tell you is whatever God's going to do or whatever God does on the earth, he's going to do it through Jesus Christ. God does nothing outside of Christ. 
Let me say that again. God does nothing outside of Christ. So whatever God does, he's going to do it through Christ. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so God does what he's going to do through Christ. You cannot separate Christ from God. So you can talk to people all day about God, but unless you go through Christ, you are talking nonsense. You're not talking about the God of the Bible, not the real God. Jesus and God are one. That doesn't mean that they're the same. They, are, they, they have unbroken, unhindered fellowship. They flow together. They're on the same page. And our marriages need to be on the same page. Our church needs to be on the same page. The body of Christ at large needs to be on the same page. Your company needs to be on the same page. Amen. Come on, y'all better shout over there. And so we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the peace with God is the opposite. What's the opposite of peace with God? War with God. At one time we were at war with God. The Bible boldly declares in that same chapter that we were enemies of God. At one time we were an enemy of God. It's, the Bible says in Psalm, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Once, at one point we were scattered. We were at war with God, but now we have peace with God. That's good news, y'all. Amen. Either you have peace with God or you have war with God. The choice is yours. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection were accomplished to establish peace with God for all eternity. Let me say that again. Jesus' birth, his life, his, his death, and his resurrection were accomplished in order for us to have peace with God for all of eternity. That's why he came. Goodwill to all men and peace to all men. That peace comes through Christ. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Peace in 3D. Peace with God, peace from God, and the peace of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 to 22. This is a mouthful. I'll unpack some of it after we read it. This is ESV. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at, the, at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world or in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinance that he may create in himself one new man in place of the two. So making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, therefore killing the hostility. And he came and preached what? Peace, peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God 
built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. This is what God has been after all since creation. Us becoming a sanctuary for God's presence himself. The scripture tells us that Jesus Christ himself is our peace. Christ is our peace. Notice the scripture in Romans 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus is, the, is our peace. He's much more than a peacemaker. He is the peace. He has brought the peace between God and humanity. He killed hostility that was between God and us. He destroyed. He won the war so that we could have peace with God. Usually there, there's, there's um, hostility because of war, right? Some type of opposition. And Jesus killed the hostility between God and us. He destroyed it. What we deserved, he became so that we can become what he is. Amen. <laughs> and Jesus himself is our peace. Say, Jesus is my peace. Okay, not only is he our peace, he made peace and reconciled us to God in his body through the cross. It is through the body of Jesus, by way of the cross, that he made peace with God for all humanity. But the only way that we can have that peace is if we have faith in Christ. If we receive Christ, if we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him as Savior, receive him as our substitute, receive him as our high priest, receive him as our mediator. Come on. Receive us. Receive him as our king. Receive him as the Lord. That's the only way we're going to obtain that peace that he accomplished. So he made peace through his body by way of the cross. He came and he preached peace <laughs> to everyone. He came, he preached peace. So the gospel of Jesus is the peace, is the gospel of peace. It is the peace with God and peace with one another. Not only did the blood of Jesus reconcile us to God the Father, but the blood uh, reconciled us one to another. Glory to God. He was reconciling us to God and to each other. So the blood of Jesus goes both ways, with God and with each other. So if you don't have peace in your relationships, you can claim or plead the blood of Jesus over your relationships. So that there may be peace, God's peace in your relationships. God is about no drama. There is nothing about God that's drama. There's no drama in Christ. There's no confusion in Christ. <laughs> There's only peace. So you stand up and you declare peace over your marriages. You declare peace over your relationship with your parents and your brothers and your sisters and your kids. You declare peace on your work in your workplace, in the marketplace. Come on. When I come here, there's peace on here. This is a job. I take my peace with me, too. <laughs> Amen. So don't give them a piece of your mind. Give them the peace of God. Today, I'm going to be a distributor of peace. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God, Matthew chapter 5. So I'm here to distribute peace to you. You will not act up in my presence. And if you don't have the authority to do that in your job, spiritually you do. In the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit that's causing confusion in this department. And there will be peace here today in Jesus' name. The God of peace is here, and I represent the kingdom of peace. Amen. And when they come and bring gossip, you bring peace. Okay, are you talking? Look, come on, come here. Listen, this is stop somebody from talking about somebody. You bring that person to the other person. Now, what was you saying about this person? Well, how do I know that? Because it happened to me. <laughs> it happened, I was so embarrassed. Yeah, he, he was saying that you such and such don't like him. Oh. <laughs> that shut that down. I never said another word. Not to her. <laughs> I, not, I'm talking about Alfred, but to, the, to my coworker at the time. Uh, I didn't say anything else. But be a distributor of peace. Stop the gossip. Stop the drama. No, 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 not here. And in your marriage, speak life. Words of peace. The software turns away wrath. So there's wrath in your marriage. Be the peacemaker. I'm going to be like Jesus. Your parents, you got beef with your parents, be peace. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know there's problems, but I'm coming to, to bring peace this morning, this afternoon, this night. I, I come to bring peace. We need to get this right. Time is short. And there needs to be peace between you and I and my brothers and my sisters. There needs to be peace. So I bring peace. I command peace in this family. I was born in the wrong family because when I was born, I brought peace. Oh, come on now. I'm talking about who you are in Christ. Not by your mere, oh, you know, I just can't. No, you can do something. You can pray and speak God's word and be the peacemaker. Amen. Amen. I don't know why I got into that. That's for somebody. <laughs> um, so, um, so Jesus came. He killed the hostility. We need to kill hostility. Hostility in the workplace. Hostility in the home. Hostility on the fa- in the family. Hostility in the church. Somebody come talking about your pastor. He says, no, 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 let's go talk to him. Let's pray. Now let's have a gossip session. Let's pray for him. He got a lot of flaws. He sure does. Let's pray for him. What are you doing about it? Amen. Our children don't have the best children work. Why don't you volunteer? I'm sorry. Um, peace. He came and killed hostility. He came and preached peace to everyone. To the Gentiles. We were far off because we were without God and without hope in this world. He came and preached peace to us and to those who were near the Jews. He came and preached peace. Through him or through Christ, we have access with one spirit and one spirit to the Father. He made a way for us to have peace with God the Father, peace with one another. A citizen, he made us a citizen with the saints and members of the household of God and prepared us to be a sanctuary, a dwelling place of God by his spirit. We are a sanctuary. I know we like to sing, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy. You know that song. Well, Jesus already prepared us to be a sanctuary. His blood prepared us to be a sanctuary. So I'm not praying to be a sanctuary. I am a sanctuary. Come on now. That's some good teaching right there. We're not trying to be a sanctuary. We are a sanctuary. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus prepared us through his blood to be a sanctuary. Man, that was utterance right there. That's good news. We are the sanctuary. We in, God himself dwells on the inside of us. <laughs> Amen. 
All right, so that's all I have right now for peace with God, the three Ds, peace with God. Now we're going to talk about peace from God, peace in three Ds, so peace from God. Let's look at this real quick. So what is peace? I'm glad you asked. Peace is not the absence of conflict. <laughs> peace is not the absence of conflict. So just because you don't have any conflict doesn't mean there's peace, but you can have peace in conflict. <laughs> peace is not the absence of trouble. Job says a man is born in trouble. <laughs> so trouble is all around us. Amen. We got trouble. As long as we're in this world, we're going to have some trouble. If you don't want any trouble with the devil, let me pray that you die right now. <laughs> we're always going to deal with some trouble. So don't ever think that the Christian life is exempt of trouble. You have, you have, you are born into a war. When you got born again, you were born into a war, a war against the enemies, uh, the enemies of God, a war against the kingdom of darkness. Jesus defeated it. We defeated the enemy and destroyed the kingdom of darkness. We're just sent to reinforce the defeat. Amen. And so peace is not the absence of trouble, trials and tribulation. According to Strong's Concordance, peace is prosperity. Peace is quietness and rest. According to Bible works, peace um, in the Hebrew, it means shalom, shalom. So a lot of times you see like a lot of um, Jews, they'll say shalom, shalom to you from God the Father. Shalom simply means one definition is nothing missing and nothing broken. They all say nothing missing, nothing missing and nothing broken. Another definition of shalom or peace is completeness. It's completeness, rest, soundness, soundness. How many know that God wants us to be sound? Have soundness of mind. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound, right? We have a sound mind, right? And so soundness, if your mind is not sound, you need God's peace. Sometimes your, your mind becomes noisy with the stresses of life and you need the silence of peace or the peace from God to silence the voices of the enemy and to voices of stress and the voice of flesh you need and the voice of reason. Sometimes, you know, the devil will defeat us in the realm of reason every time, but you can defeat him in the realm of faith. If you get in faith about a situation, though you don't understand it, your faith, how many know that faith is not always something that you understand? The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your what? Okay, so sometimes your understanding does not understand what's happening. And so therefore you can't explain. You can't explain the Trinity. You can't explain heaven, hell, but you got to have faith that those things exist. So your faith is enough. Your faith will silence the voice of reason. Because reason will get you in a place of doubt and unbelief. So, completeness, rest, soundness. A state of national tranquility. That's what Shalom, according to the Bible, works. Exemption from the rage or the havoc of war. Peace between individuals, harmony, security, safety, prosperity. This one definition of, of peace I thought was kind of... Um, good. Intense happiness. Intense happiness. So I know, you know, I, I learned this from Kurt Franklin growing up. 
um, he, he was like, you know, happiness is based on what's happening. Y'all ever heard that before? You know, to joy is everlasting, but happiness is based on what is happening. That's nice and cute, all right? Uh, but the Bible says, blessed is, as happy is he who trusts in the Lord. So there is an element of happiness, and God has raised up John Piper to restore happiness to the body of Christ. Like, it's okay to be happy. <laughs> like, you don't have to go around, I'm serving Jesus. <laughs> no, but you can be happy. So um, one of the definitions of peace is intense happiness. You know, you can have happiness in the midst of poverty. You can have happiness in the midst of challenges, physically, physical challenges. Amen. So intense happiness. I have not arrived here, but I think that there is, I know that there is a place of happiness in Christ. That you can be happy in Christ no matter what your circumstances are. That your happiness is not based on what is, what is happening. It's based on who is in control of your life. Amen. Another definition of, uh, of peace is Peace and harmony make and keep things safe and prosperous. Um, another one is um, of the Messiah's peace, the way that leads to peace or salvation of Christianity. The, um, the, tranquility, the tranquility of the state of a soul assured of his salvation through Christ. So fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot or whatsoever sort of that is. The blessed state of devout and upright men after death. So peace. Peace like a river, peace to my soul. It is well with my soul. Um, I believe the guy who wrote that, his, his, his wife died, his children died, and he said, it is, it is well with my soul. Well, that speaks of the peace of God, that no matter what happens, you can have peace that cannot be explained, peace that is beyond your understanding, peace that will sustain you in the midst of death, peace that will sustain you through financial difficulties. Peace that will sustain you in the midst of health challenges. Peace that will sustain you through in unemployment. Come on. Peace that will sustain you no matter what wars that are going on in the world. You can have peace in the midst of a war. Well, Jesus de demonstrated this when he was on the boat. He was, um, there was a raging war of, 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 of the sea coming against the boat. And Jesus is in the boat sleeping. That's how God lives. He's not moved by, by storms. He's not moved by wars. He's not moved by chaos. He is unmovable. He's called us to be unmovable. He's called us to, I'm not saying not to be concerned, but don't worry about it. Amen. Amen. I'm almost finished. God sends peace to all the saints. And again and again, Apostle Paul, when he addresses the, the churches in his letters, he says, grace to you and peace from God, our father in the Lord Jesus Christ. Have y'all noticed this? Let me give you a couple of examples real quick. Go with me to Philippians one real quick. Philippians chapter one. Let's look at verse um, one. Oh, excuse me. Verse two. Philippians chapter 1, verse 2 says this. It says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. Again and again and again and again throughout the epistles, you'll see Paul using this greeting to all the saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I like the fact that 
It, it says grace to you, so I got some grace. Grace enough to live the life that God's called me to. And then peace from God and peace from the, the Son. So not only do I have peace from God the Father, I have peace from the Son. That's good news. Double peace. God will give you double for your trouble. He gives you double peace in the midst of your trouble. He gives you peace from the Father, and, if, and we know that that's enough, but he says, I'm going to add some more peace. Peace from the Son. Amen. What, what's that? Supernatural utterance, all right? Um, peace from God means tranquility from God. Nothing missing and nothing broken. Uh, prosperity includes peace from God. When we talk about prosperity in this church, we don't limit it to financial gain, all right? Prosperity includes peace. You, you can have money and still not have prosperity. Biblical prosperity includes peace. Uh, uh, peace with God and peace with one another. Peace is the way of God. I'm getting ahead of myself, but let's dive into the third type of peace or the third dimension of peace. And it's the peace of God. The peace of God. This is something that came to me as I was preparing. It says that the peace with God produces peace from God. And the peace from God produces the peace of God. Peace with God produces peace from God, which produces peace with, of God. Peace with God produces peace from God, which produces peace of God. So if you don't have peace with God, you have no peace from God. You have no peace of God. What are you doing? Utterance. We pray for that, right? So God's going to have to answer that prayer. I pray it every Sunday. <laughs> so we need to have faith for that prayer. Peace from God, peace with God produces peace from God, which produces peace of God. The peace of God is how God lives. Many times people want to know, how does God live? God lives on a higher level. Isaiah 55, his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. But guess what? They can be. He sent Jesus so they can be. He sent the Holy Spirit so they can be. He sent the word so they can be. And so God lives in a state of peace. <laughs> and when you experience peace from God and peace of God, you just experience how God lives. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's a revelation to me. I'm like, wow, he actually lives in that state. He's always in that state of peace. No matter, he's not moved by what's happening on the earth. He was not moved by Lucifer getting people, getting angels to fight against him. I got peace. In the midst of the storm, Jesus said, peace, be still. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, can you, like, it's, it's I'll, I'll be like Peter, like, what's going on? Peter probably was cussing. <laughs> Lord, this blank and blank storm, and you up there sleeping, you're blank and blank, come on, Lord, blank and blank. <laughs> and Jesus says, peace, be still. And they're like, what, what, kind, what matter? The scripture actually says, what matter of man is this, that even the storms of life ceases at his word? But listen, Jesus not only came to display the authority of God, but to show us that we can, that's the way to live. You have authority over storms, not the storms of the entire world, but the storms that come your way. I mean, one time, Courtney and I were driving. She was pregnant with Destin. We were on our way to Oklahoma, or from Oklahoma, from a funeral, a dear friend of mine who's home with Jesus now. And there was a great storm, but we had to get back home. I don't know why we were, like, rushing. And um, we were rushing back home, and there was a great storm. And it was like, when? I mean, and so 
I said, in the name of Jesus, I take authority of this storm and I command it to cease in Jesus' name. And when I said it, it just got worse. <laughs> Courtney's like, I guess it's not working. <laughs> what faith you have. <laughs> it, maybe it doesn't work. <laughs> no, she didn't say that, but I imagine she was thinking that. And, and so I said, in the name of Jesus, I command, and, and I start praying in tongues a little bit. And then I spoke it again. And I spoke it a third time, and I spoke it a fourth time, and I spoke it about five times, and it eventually ceased. Amen. Amen. I didn't give up. <laughs> I, I wanted to give up the first time. I'm like, forget this. Let's get a hotel stay and, and cover ourselves. Right? That's what they tell you. Because the it was a tornado, actually. And it was like, you know, in the Midwest, there's a lot of tornadoes. And they said to get in the middle of the eye, which I don't understand. That's dumb to me. Because, I mean, by the time, how are you going to get? I'm sorry. <laughs> they, tell, they told us that in school. Like, get in the center of the tornado. But what about in the midst of the, 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 the bottles and, the, you know, the, the glass is going to rip you? Like, what do you mean? You're trying to get in the eye of it. I mean, I don't know. That's foolishness. That's the wisdom of man. <laughs> um, and so the peace of God is how God lives. And if you want to live like God, then receive his peace and walk in it all the time. Let's go to a familiar scripture, John chapter 16. John chapter 16. John chapter 16 says this. Verse 33, this is a familiar scripture. We often quote it here. I have said these things to you that in me, this is Christ speaking, you may have peace. And in the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So in the world, you're going to have tribulation. As long as you're in this world, you're either at the beginning of a trial, the middle of a trial, or at the end of a trial. You're not going to get rid of tribulation or trials. You're going to have something always happening, right? Um, but Jesus says, but in me, you have peace. So he's, contract, he's contrasting between the world and in Christ. In the world, you'll have tribulation, and in Christ, you'll have peace. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so Jesus says he gives us peace. And in the world you will have tribulation, trials, and, tri and persecution. But in Christ we will have peace. This peace protects our minds and our hearts. This peace keeps us from allowing, uh, this peace keeps us from stress, allowing stress to get to us. How many know that stress is a deadly thing? It's deadly. It will kill you. Most diseases that I've heard is that it's based out of stress. You can create, you can get diabetes because of stress. I mean, there's all kinds of sickness and disease related to stress. God does not want his people to be stressful. Um, let's go to, let's go to Colossians chapter three. Colossians chapter three. Colossians chapter three. And let's look at this. Colossians 3, verses 15 and 16. And let the what? Peace of Christ do what? Oh, my, my. So you got to do something. It says you let the peace of Christ, the same kind of peace that Christ has. You let that peace rule in your heart to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching, admonishing one another in all 
wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to the Lord. Whatever you do in word and deed, do it everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So here the scripture tells us that let the peace of God rule in your heart. One translation says, allow the peace of Christ to be like an umpire in your life. You think about an umpire, an umpire says, you know, he makes strike, right? He, he Safety, right? It, it, the umpire, what, determines the action, right? In other words, allow that peace to be the ruler of your life. Don't let anybody rob you of your peace. Some people will come in your presence, their presence will try to mess with your peace. That's what they have. They have something on them or in them working. Don't allow anything to rob you of your peace. Television will rob you of your peace. God knows the news will rob you of your peace. You could get depressed. I mean, you could like, you have a good day. You spend time praying and in the word and you got finished singing the songs that we sung on Sunday. And you look at the news and so-and-so took a baby and, 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 and the church in Notre Dame is going down and, 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 and they're killing Christians in China and they just killed, I mean, destroyed a big mega church in China. And, oh man. I mean, you just like, and president, oh, we got to impeach this joker. And, and I mean, just, you just get depressed and like, oh my goodness. Like, I mean, sometimes you just got to block that stuff out. Because it's just it's negative, and they, they don't most for the most part they don't highlight anything that's happening that's good. It's promoting fear, and fear is a killer. Um, so it says, allow this peace to guard your heart and your mind. We must allow God's peace to be the order of our day. God's peace wants to be the order of your day. It's what you order in the morning, and it's what you order throughout the day. Peace, 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 peace. Until I go to bed, I need peace in my sleep. Um, there's um, there, there's a certain gang activities that's happening on my street. Our street has been a place of safety for years. And, um, and, pe- and neighbors are like, oh, we need a prayer walk. <laughs> well, I live in prayer. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not knocking the little prayer walk. But I'm like, I'm not afraid of these jokers. You don't understand who I serve. And I'm called so crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Outside of Christ, I got a machete. I go crazy. But we won't allow that to happen because I don't have a prison ministry. <laughs> like, you kill such and such. But, but don't be afraid. Okay. Well, I, I just put the angels to work, more work. I make sure I plead the blood of Jesus. When I leave the house, I plead the blood of Jesus over this house. No accidents, no fires, no thefts will ever happen. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over my wife and my kids and my dogs. <laughs> That's what I say almost every day when I leave their presence. I plead the blood and then I plead and then go in. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mom and over my brothers and my sisters and my nephews and my nieces and over members of KLM. I plead the blood of Jesus. Angels are working on our behalf, protecting us from all danger, seen and unseen. That's what I do daily. Amen. And, and, then, and then throughout the week, I, I call some of y'all, well, I call y'all by name. Lord bless the Tucker family. Give them some sleep <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Strengthen them. <laughs> Lord, I thank you, Lord. Theodore is, is operating and functioning the way that you created him to be in Jesus' name. And he will give them some sleep <laughs> in Jesus' name. <laughs> and, and that's what you do, right? That's what we do for one another. All right. I'll, um, one more scripture before... 
we go. Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Now, in Christ, we have peace. In the world, we have tribulation. So there is no peace in the world. Let me say this. There is no peace in the world. Money cannot give us peace. Sex cannot give us peace. Marriage, somebody, I heard somebody say, yes, it can. <laughs> Pastor, I don't know what you're talking about. But it cannot give us eternal peace. That's one. It cannot give us everlasting peace. That three minutes cannot, I'm sorry. Um, and marriage <laughs> can't give us peace. Marriage can't give us peace. Careers can't give us peace. Relationships can't give us peace. True peace comes from God through Christ. No Christ, no real peace. Amen. I'm talking about permanent peace. I'm talking about eternal peace. Peace that produces stability in the believer's life. The peace of God is a weapon against stress, anxiety, and worry. It's also a weapon against doubt and unbelief. It's God's aggressive weapon against Satan himself. God himself declares that he is the God of peace. God reveals himself as peace. So go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. It says this. Philippians chapter 4, verse 9 simply says, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in the what? The God of peace. Will be with who? Okay, so the God of peace, he is the God of peace. And Jesus is considered to be the prince of peace. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 9. Real quick, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says this. It says, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, everlasting Father, and what else? Prince the Prince of Peace. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. He is about distributing the peace of God to his people. He distributes peace daily, just like there's mercy every single day. There's peace for you every day. There's joy for you every day. There's provision for you every day. There's forgiveness for you every day. There is some self-temperament, self-control for you every day. There is some wisdom for you every day. The Bible says in Psalm 23, he says, he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. So on this table, there's some peace. You better take your peace. If you don't have peace, it's because you didn't come to the table and claimed it. You didn't claim it. You didn't take hold of that peace that is yours in Christ Jesus. There's some things on the table. See, this is not talking about heaven because there are no enemies in heaven. He says he prepares before us a table before our enemies on earth. So you come to that table and that father's table, you need some peace. Take that peace. Take that provision. Take that joy. Take that wisdom. Take that happiness. Listen, at father's table, you can have all you can handle. <laughs> you can't ask too much from father God. Get, get, become proficient in asking the Father for things. Become proficient in depending upon strength for the day. Lord, I need strength for the joy of the Lord is my strength. The strength of you are the strength of my life. He got more strength than you got. <laughs> you got weakness. right? He'll give you strength in your weakness. So Paul says, when I am weak, that's when I'm strong. I become strong by relying on Christ in my weakness. He is your strength. He is your peace. He is your joy. He is your glory. He is your proportion. He is your inheritance. Yes. 
So what are we talking about at the table? Who's at the table? Jesus, the Prince of Peace. He's distributing God's peace. That peace will heal your body. Where there is stress, he'll give you some peace. There is a God, um, he is anointed when it comes to massages. He is um, in demand all over the world, of the United States, I should say. And he, he mainly ministers to um, football players, NFL players. And so when my brother died, I was extremely skeptical. Um, I, I've never had a massage by, from a guy. And so, um, and so he's like, yo, um, somebody wants to bless you and your wife with a massage. So this guy, so my brother died in 2015. And so he came down to the house and he set up his little table and gave my wife and I a massage. And to this day, it's 2015, to this day, I still feel the effects of that massage years later. Really anointed. I mean, I mean, so I asked him, I said, who did this? And some bishop out of New Brunswick blessed us. And he, I said, this bishop doesn't even know me. And yet he wanted to bless my wife and I with this massage. So anyway, um, Jesus, excuse me, the Holy Spirit can massage your, the stress out of your body. So the other day, I had stress in my shoulders. And as I was laying on the bed, I said, Holy Spirit, you're the greatest massager. So I'm asking you to massage the stress out of my back. And no, God is my witness. Within moments, the stress left my back. I said, you mean to tell me that's, that's available to us? You mean to tell me that you can save me? He, at that time, he's charged $75 an hour. I said, you can save me $75 an hour and give me a better massage than this guy? I'm you can give me a better massage than hands and stone? Like, you, 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 you made my body and you can touch me in ways that I didn't even know I, I had stress. God, the Holy Spirit, wants to do more for you than you can even imagine. And if you don't ask, you won't get. Because you have not because you ask not. <laughs> And I'm telling you, that's peace. You can grow in peace. So Jesus is the prince of peace. There's a scripture that says that, Isaiah 26, verse 3, he says, um, I will keep, if you'll keep your mind stayed on me, I'll give you what kind of peace? Perfect. perfect peace. That word perfect does not mean like, you know, perfection. It means mature peace. You can grow in God's peace. You can grow in God's peace. God's peace should be maturing in your life. The fruit of the Spirit is not there so, I got these fruit. No, they should be growing in your life. You grow in love. You can grow in joy. You can grow in self-control. You can grow in faithfulness. You can grow in peace. What are you doing about the peace that God has given you? You are the steward over that peace. So mature in that peace. How do you mature, Pastor Dwayne? You keep your mind stay. Don't just think about Jesus a little bit. You make your mind. You keep your mind. You keep your mind stayed on Jesus, and that peace will begin to mature in your life. The more you think about the world and its news, the less you get, the more you'll get away from that peace. The more you develop a transformed mind. A renewed mind is the more that that peace will increase in your life. Peace. So how do we get this peace? First, peace with God comes through faith in Christ and repentance of our sins. What God did in Christ is greater than what Satan did in Adam. God's peace is a weapon against the stresses of life. 
Say God's peace, God's peace. is a weapon, is a weapon. Against, against the stresses, the stresses of, life. of life. You don't have to stress anymore. Amen. Jesus died and was raised from the dead so that you can have a stress-free life. Not a problem-free life. Not a conflict life. Conflict-free life. <laughs> but a stress-free life. You don't have to stress anymore. You don't have to worry about anything anymore. Worry should not be a part of your legacy. Your hair should not turn gray before it's time. Amen. <laughs> Unfortunately, mine did not because of stress, because I inherited it. <laughs> Sorry, Minister Allen. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's something, you know, that's genius. But I'm talking about gray hair as a result of stress. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let me clarify that. Someone's like, well, I was born with gray. <laughs> well, you were born stressful. <laughs> um, so peace. Peace comes from, comes from the presence of God. The peace will keep you from stress. Be peaceful. Then peaceful is the result of peace with God through Christ. Allow that peace to rule in your life. And how do we obtain this peace? When you have a situation that aren't so pleasant, you can go to the Lord and pray and cast your cares upon the Lord. Lay them at the feet of Jesus and trust in the sovereignty of the Lord through, through ruling over the flesh, the world, and the devil. So peace comes through meditation of scriptures. Peace comes through prayer. We'll deal with this next week a little bit more. How do you obtain this peace and how do you keep this peace? You, you give, you, faith in Christ gives you peace with God. And because you have peace with God, God has given you, send you peace, peace from God. But the peace of God comes as a result of your prayer. You, you're not taking upon the care of whatever you're facing. Remove the care of whatever you're facing. You're not meant to carry things that you're not built for. Your body was not built to care for the things that are so heavy in your life. Your, your, your job is to take it to the Lord. God's job is to take the care. Cast your care upon who? The Lord, for he cares for you. So don't, see, some of us, we cast the care and we take it back. Lord, I, I give you this in the name of Jesus. Oh, it may be your daughter. Oh, I give my daughter to you in the name of Jesus, and I release her into your hands in Jesus' name. And then you go, Oh, man, I wonder how she's doing today. Oh, you just took the care from the Lord. Sometimes, oh, God, I give you this financial situation. Oh, God, I trust you. And I believe, Lord, um, that you're going to make a provision in Jesus' name. Amen. And, and then he's like, man, how am I going to pay that bill? Oh, God, can I get overtime? Can I get a, two extra jobs? Oh, Lord. What, what, what I, and the Lord says, no, no, no. Leave that care at, the, at his feet. Don't think, oh, how do you get out of debt? Uh, you can have peace in the midst of debt, and that peace will lead you out of debt. You follow the Lord, and he'll lead you right out of debt. Holy Ghost knows how to get you out of debt tomorrow, and he can keep you out of debt. But the Bible says, let patience have her perfect work in you, so you will lack nothing. And so patience is needed, not more money. Patience. Faith and patience, the power twins. As you have faith in the word and as you patiently wait and allow that word to work in you, that's what is needed. Not necessarily more money. 
God can give you strategies. You know, you notice how the Lord leads you step by step. He doesn't leave you, lead you by leaps. And when people talk about, I'm taking a leap of faith, that's a leap of baloney. No such thing in the scriptures. God does not tell us to take leaps of faith. He tells us to take steps of faith. You walk in what you know, not what you don't know. I'm just going to believe God. What's happening? I'm in the dark. No, you walk in the light that you do know. <laughs> I'm taking a leap of faith. I don't know where the money's going to come from. God told me just to take a leap of faith. You take a leap of foolishness. And then you're going to be in that foolishness. Ask God, where are you? Where are you? Where's the provision? I thought you told me. So God could have told you something, but you missed the timing. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the peace. Peace with God, peace from God, and the peace of God. Thank you, Father, that this day, this people will rise up and benefit from peace with you. That they'll walk in the peace from you and the peace of you, that their lives will be marked with peace. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, lift up your hands and receive the peace of God. Right now, receive whatever stress or conflict or trouble or anxiety that is trying to attack your body and attack your mind. Receive the peace right now. Receive peace, the peace from God. Receive the peace of God. In Jesus' name, let that peace overshadow you, give you peace beyond your understanding. You don't understand why you're so peaceful. That's what the type of peace that God wants you to have. This day is a new day of accountability. God calls this people, you, to a place of peace. In Jesus' name, amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, Contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His word. God bless you.